0: CTBK is more than just a full-service accounting firm. They are one team with an innovative approach to accounting and rise to each new challenge with collaborative problem-solving skills. CTBK goes above and beyond by lending helping hands in the Buffalo and Niagara community through volunteer work and donations and has partnered up with Victory Sports for 2020 and 2021 to keep kids in the community active. The professionals at CTBK are determined to help individuals and businesses succeed. Whether a large corporation, a small business, or somewhere in between, call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400 and see what CTBK's one-team approach can do for you. Hey, everybody, I want to let you know that Amherst Pizza and Alehouse will be showing the pay-per-view fight on Saturday night, Wilder versus Fury 3. That's going to be 10 o'clock until close uh, for that entire pay-per-view card. No cover charge. You have to be 21 and older, though, to go. $1.50 off all the signature drinks. They have indoor and patio seating available. So uh, make sure you check this out. Uh, It's a great place to watch the fights, uh, whether it's MMA, the boxing, the Amherst Pizza and Alehouse has these pay-per-views, and uh, you should go check it out. This is 55 Crosspoint Parkway in Getzville. It's easy access off of the 990, off of Millersport Highway. Uh, Oh, and the the Trainwreck Sports guys are going to be there with a live pre-fight show. So uh, be sure to check this out. It's going to be a big event. And uh, even if it's not Saturday night, make sure that you go to Amherst Pizza and Alehouse to watch all the college and pro football games. Uh, once recognized by ESPN.com as Western New York's top spot to watch sports. Uh, a lot of energy in this place. It's where Jonah Bronstein and I go when we're done covering games on Sunday. Uh, stop in or call for takeout and delivery. 716-625-7100. One more time. 716-625-7100. Amherst Pizza and Alehouse for... Fury Wilder three. Welcome to another edition of Tim Graham and Friends, brought to you by CTBK CPAs and Business Consultants. I'm Tim Graham of the Athletic here with Jonah Bronstein, uh, as usual, and we're joined uh, this time. uh, Everybody knows him as the Ruston Bearcats defensive coordinator, Kyle Williams. Uh, in his uh, Rustin gear, uh, this is uh, as we were saying right before we came on a great opportunity for Rustin to uh, get a little bit more um, pub in uh, in Western New York for recruiting purposes. Uh, how's Rustin doing this year, uh, Kyle? Uh, we're
1: doing pr- we're doing pretty good. Uh, kids are playing hard. We're four and one right now. Uh, last two weeks we've beat two uh, defending state champs in different classifications. So. Uh, right now, um, it's going pretty good, but that could change minute to minute dealing with high school kids. So you never can tell.
0: I understand that uh, they're going to be storming uh, through that door uh, behind you any minute. So we'll maybe get some uh, high school flavor. Uh, we'll we'll see what these kids are up to.
1: Yeah, you never can tell. You might
0: want to avoid that. What's the uh, what's the biggest adjustment uh, for you in coaching? These kids. I know you have a bunch of kids yourself, but they're they're younger. Uh, but to go from NFL, all these self starters, to having to deal with with motivating kids, what was that like?
1: Well, I, you know, I think getting to know them, uh, understanding what maybe uh, pushes one doesn't necessarily push the other, um, building relationships with them, uh, letting them know that you know they can trust you. Uh, not just football wise, but, you know, kind of being a, a part of their life. And and really, as far as the football aspect goes, is it's not really about what I know. Uh, it's what they know and what can they do and perform and be able to play fast and take to the field. So um, that's really, uh, really part of that's one of the bigger adjustments, I would say, if you get into high school football, if you come from playing a long time in the NFL, I mean, you're just naturally you're going to see things and things are going to stick out to you that aren't necessarily going to stick out to your 15-year-old linebacker or, you know, this guy. So really the challenge of it is, is you know, can we be simple enough to, to play fast and be good and uh, where the kids uh, can communicate and, uh, and feel confident in what they're doing.
0: Six Pro Bowls in your 13 seasons with the Bills. What is it like to capture these kids' attention – Compared to, I'm sure you notice the other coaches. Are they always looking to you to see if you agree with this coach, or do they just automatically say if Kyle, if Kyle Williams uh, tells me, then I it's gospel? What, how do they respond to?
1: Somebody um, to be honest better? with you, you would be uh, you would be pretty surprised on how many of them like have no idea about my playing career, uh, any of that kind of stuff. I mean. And I don't run around talking about it with them or like shoving it down their throat and be like, oh, you ought to listen to me because I was able to do this, that, and the other. That's not kind of, that's not really how I operate. Um, So you would really be kind of surprised how many of them have no idea. It's literally almost weekly. A kid will come up to me and go, coach, I didn't know that you'd Y, Z, whatever it was. You know, I'm like, yeah. And then one of the kids that knows like, man, where are you It's It's really kind of shocking to be honest with you. Um, we've got a pretty good group of kids that respond to all of our coaches. We've got a great coaching staff. Um, a friend of mine, Kenny Wright, who played, uh, nine years in the NFL is also on our staff. Uh, who's from my hometown. We have a lot of guys who played college football. A couple played professionally, uh, been, you know, a couple of coaches have been coaching 25 plus years. So we have a pretty seasoned staff that the kids respond to. Um, whether it's me or not. Um, but to answer your question, you would be, it's a high percentage that, that like honestly had like no idea that what, what's going on. You're just one more grown up dumbass. That's exactly correct. That is 100% correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there are the kids I'm sure that worship anything that a coach has to say too, right? Whether you played in the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's
1: like, that's with everything else. I mean, you, you, you have some that are totally bought in that, that this is, they eat, sleep, live and breathe it and they're fixing to do all that they can to uh, to be a part of it and you know and then obviously just like every other team or every everything you have others that go the other way that you're trying to herd in the right direction.
0: how much does coaching satisfy your desire for competition and you know help you ease getting into retirement?
1: Um, you know, it's uh, it's very rewarding. Um, I think the main thing for me um, is building relationships with these kids and, like, having kids, like, call me, like, hey, coach, I need a ride to this or I need something. Um, and it could range, I'm telling you, it can range from, from one thing, uh, like, to as extreme as you can imagine, having been doing this here for two years now. Um, to be a part of a lot of them's lives and, and hopefully know that I can be a consistent force for them um, while also making them uh, try to do the right thing, holding them accountable to something. So um, I think the main thing that's rewarding for me is not necessarily what happens on Fridays when we play, um, but it's the, it's the day, daily, day-to-day interaction of hopefully influencing them for, for the better.
0: Just so I can get a mental picture of this, Kyle, are you on the sideline during the game? Or are you up in the in the booth? I, I'm on the sideline. Okay, so what's it like for you when you're walking out onto the field right before kickoff? Do you still feel any – do you feel anything or is this because it's kids? Well, uh, you know,
1: it's just – I think when you've, you've gone out in, you know, pregame for 13 NFL seasons and you've – you know, you do that. And really, I'm not going to say that it ever, like – Got old, or it didn't dawn on me what was going on. But you get comfortable in those situations, and you really just don't, you don't think about it in those terms. Where if you like, when you first get there, or these different things are going on. So like for me, game day is just, it's just an, another another opportunity to go out and play and, and do that. Now obviously our kids get fired up, and uh, they know that I can be pretty intense about some things, and um and they're 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 good to respond to it. But I enjoy watching our kids go out. Uh, and be successful. Like I said, we've got a pretty good group of kids um, that have really bought into like, hey, trying to be great teammates and join success together. And, you know, just trying to build a a culture of like team and and work hard and, and all that stuff. And the kids have really responded to it. What are your
0: Sundays like? Are you able to engage much with pro ball or are you in the film room breaking down how yeah you, you know
1: typically uh typically we're here game planning getting ready for for games uh actually there's a tv right there in the office you can't see it uh if the bills are on i'll turn them on everybody knows they can't change the channel but it's on mute and i get when i look up for my computer or whatever before in between meetings uh, i'll check the game and, and and watch the guys play and all that kind of stuff but uh i'm not glued in uh like as much as i would uh like to be, but uh, that's a good thing about this primetime game coming on Sunday. I'll be done by then, and I'll have a chance to
0: plug into it. Well, you mentioned the pregame routine and that you got to be comfortable in those situations. What do you think your, um, your mindset would be in Arrowhead Stadium Sunday night. That's not a normal pre-game condition. Uh, you know, knowing what happened last season, where do you think you would be uh, in terms of your energy level uh, heading into this game?
1: Well, I do think, you know, the, when you get an opportunity to go play a night game, whether it's Monday night or Sunday night, you know, there's a different feel in the air, there's a, there's a different energy in the stadium. Not Thursday
0: night, because Thursday night sucks.
1: No, no, Thursday night, yeah, Thursday night sucks. It's terrible. I mean, everybody there is just trying to survive at that point. Um, Sunday night, Monday night is a different story. You know, just the energy is different, all those things. But then at the end of the day, um, after the ball is kicked off, all of that kind of stuff fades away, and you're going out there and competing. And and I think that's one of the main things for those guys this week. You know, it's, it's week five. At the end of the day, you're not going to win or lose the Super Bowl today. I think it's a great measuring stick to see where you are, uh, see what you're doing well, see what you need to do better, um, that type of thing. Um, but the build-up to it is always fun. You know, it, it's always fun to go out and pregame and it's night and you can just feel the buzz, you can feel the energy. You know, it, it doesn't take much to kind of uh, to flip that switch and get ready to go. What
0: are your general thoughts on this game, Kyle?
1: Well, I think it's kind of like I said, I think it's going to be a great uh, measuring stick at this time of the season to kind of see where you are, um, you know, going against Mahomes and those guys, what, what they're able to do defensively, how the Bills have been playing, you know, as of late, been playing really, really well. Um, like I said, it's, it's just an opportunity to go out there, compete and say, all right, this team's played in the last couple Super Bowls. They beat us in route to one. Um, where do we stack up as far as where we are right now? I think one thing I know about Sean is he'll preach about continual development, getting better as the season goes along, and just saying, hey, let's see where we are right now. Let's go out, uh, try to win one game, compete our best, see where we're at. And then, like I said, you're not winning or losing the Super Bowl come Sunday, um, but it's a good spot to kind of see where you're at right now what you need to work on.
0: Being this an opponent the Bills lost twice against last year, how important is this game for the mental and the confidence to know that maybe they can beat them again in the playoffs?
1: Well, I think if I know any of those guys that are still playing, I don't think that there's going to be a lack of confidence if they were to lose the game. You know I mean? If they go out and they compete and they're in a tight ball game and, and you lose it, I mean, I don't think that's something that's going to derail them where it's going to linger for a week or two. I think you have a pretty resilient group there. You've got a bunch of tough competitive guys that believe in one another which is probably the most important thing. So I don't think that, you know, the outcome is going to change their mindset one way or another, honestly. Unless things get
0: really out of hand.
1: I mean, well, I think if they, if they get really out of hand, it could be a wake up call to like, Hey, there's a lot of things that we need to work on. You know, maybe we haven't quite arrived yet. um, If they need that wake up call, I don't really foresee something like that happening, but you never know. I mean, you've seen crazier things uh, happen in Arrowhead. I think I was still playing maybe they boat raced the Patriots on on a night game, a primetime game there, you know. And I think New England maybe went on and either won the Super Bowl or obviously played somewhere around it. So, um, I don't think like I said, it's not the end all be all this weekend. It's a good measuring stick. Don't take it for anything that it's that it's not. Um, but you're know, obviously going against the defending AFC champs and the Year removed, Super Bowl champs. So it'll be a it'll be a great test for that football team. Uh,
0: again, I don't want to assume how much you, you already said that you don't get to plug into the Bills games as much as maybe even as fans. Probably you're you're probably even more ignorant than than some of the diehard fans on what's going on with the Bills right now. But um, this is two shutouts in the last three games, and yes, it was against Houston and Miami, but those are NFL teams. Some would say barely, but their NFL, t- uh, Houston is still an NFL team anyway. Um, to be able to do that heading into this game, I, I remember having a discussion with you one time about uh, momentum. And a lot of people in the analytics community don't think that momentum is a thing, you know, because yeah. uh, it's like uh, it's just either good or you're not good. Uh, but what about momentum game to game or week to week momentum? The fact that obviously the Chiefs and the Bills are tied for the NFL lead and points scored, but here you have a defense that's pitched two shutouts in the last three games. Does that mean anything to you or would that, does that mean anything in the locker room heading into this matchup?
1: Uh, I'm a big, I believe in it. I I think that momentum can be a confidence builder. I don't believe that it's just a week to week deal. I think that all you really have to do is look at how games unfold sometimes in the NFL. I mean, uh, whether it's by penalty or whatever it is, you give up a big play, um, things shift, things change. And I don't know what the exact percentages are, but a lot of times those end up going down, they end up scoring the ball and momentum shifts and, and energy changes and confidence changes, uh, stuff like that. So I'm a big believer in like, hey, we're playing well. We're going we're gonna to be fully confident um, in our preparation and, and how we can perform, you know, so they can walk out on the field. Uh, in pregame and feel totally comfortable and confident and believing in one another, uh, I think that's a big thing. And I think that's where they are right now.
0: Anything stand out with the defense from what you have seen about why they're playing so well? And and maybe also, well, I'll leave it at that. And then I have a follow-up question.
1: Well, I just think that when you look at it, um, you see Coach Frazier and Coach McDermott's, you know, thumbprint, you know, over that whole team from front all the way to the back end. I mean, they play, play relentlessly. They don't make mistakes. Um, they're lined up. They're ready to go. They have great discipline with, like, their eye control, their alignment in their jobs, uh, very, very sound. Um, I think that's the, the key to winning football, and that's something that has been there since Sean and Coach Frazier got there, that um, they've just built, built on it their whole time there.
0: Uh, a guy who gets a lot of criticism from fans because he doesn't stand out in the stat sheet, uh, Starla Tulalay. Um, and he wasn't on the team last year uh, when the Chiefs beat the Bills uh, in Orchard Park and then in the AFC Championship game. Uh, he's, he's played very well uh, through the first four games. Um, what impact? Well, three has, games because he didn't play in the game. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. He has, two sa- he has two sacks in three games. His career high is four. Uh, he's getting really good pressure for a guy who's supposed to be a run stuffer. Um, your thoughts on Star Latule and what difference he can make as as kind of an X factor the Chiefs didn't have to worry about last season?
1: Well, I think the, the deal with Star is is if you're not standing next to him or playing next to him or you're not one of those linebackers standing there like looking at his rear end, you're not going to have a full appreciation for what he does. I mean, having been down in there in that and knowing like the kind of presence he is in the middle um, as far as, how you have to account for him, disrupting blocking schemes, all of that kind of thing. Maybe it doesn't show up um, in the grand scheme of stats, which is what people are going to want to look at to determine somebody's value, which is probably the total worst way to look at it. Um, he is a, he's a difference maker for not just what's going on on the line, but everything behind him. And then it's a chain reaction all the way down the defense.
0: I want to ask you this, Kyle. I don't know where, you're, where you stand on it, but it's it's a topic here. Obviously, it keeps coming up, uh, and it is kind of, uh, I mentioned an X factor in terms of Starla Tulele in a good way, but this is a variable that a lot of people are worried about. What are your thoughts on the COVID situation and the bills, vaccinations, all that stuff, and with the NFL protocols the way they are, how would you as a teammate, what would your concern level be regarding, hey, this can come up and get us at any time and we have no control over it?
1: Well, I mean, I think you said it. I mean, you're looking at whether it's vaccination status, you are vaccinated, you're not. I mean, it's it's really a, an uncontrollable thing that they're all just kind of living through and, and, and trying to, I don't know, I mean, trying to compete and trying to get through. We're doing it on a much smaller level here with all of our kids here, trying to manage it, trying to protect people, trying to stay safe, uh, trying not to get it, trying to play a football season at the same time. So... Uh, it's almost—it's a moving target half the time, and I can't imagine doing it on a day-to-day basis uh, of trying to compete at the highest level there. So, uh, I'm honestly very happy that I don't have to deal with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's—I'm uh, sorry, I just—I just, I, I just uh, snorted into the into the microphone there. Um, yeah, but as a captain on the team, how do you think you'd handle it?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, to be totally honest with you, I, I'm not sure. You know, I was always all about the team and and, and our success, um, but I, I've also not never been put in a situ- in a health situation where I had to lead, where it was a, a in a pandemic or a health situation. So that's really hard to verbalize that. I guess I, I don't know that I would sway much off of like, hey, um, being a team guy, but also. I don't. I really don't know how you manage that properly. I mean, you're talking about personal choice with people, um, where they land on a, on a situation or or a line, and it, you really that can cause more division than you can bringing people together. And if uh, if you can't meet people where they are, uh, you're going to have a hard time leading, no matter what the situation is.
0: How can that affect the locker room if you know eighty-five percent? Are one way, and there's another minority in the locker room that that has a different opinion.
1: Well, I just think that any time that you want to take a a hard line and not be able to see something through the lens of somebody else's eyes, you're going to have a really difficult time uh, leading or being a good teammate or whatever the situation may be. So I think being sympathetic and being able to see both angles of whatever is going on in somebody's life and and understanding that – they're not you and you aren't them and, and being able to love a guy and, and be with him and be a great teammate no matter what. So I think hard lines are, are way too common uh, now and not seeing people's uh, perspective on like a, a myriad of a bunch of different things. So I think hard lines and being just, just so uh, edged with people is, is a tough thing with, if you think you're going to lead people and, uh, in the proper way.
0: Kyle, last question for you. I'm not gonna ask you to uh, turn into Tom Hanks or uh, or uh, Rudy Rudiger here and actually get into full-blown full, full blown, uh, acting, uh, but what would your message be? You were the pregame uh, speech guy. You were fiery. You always set the tone. Fans always love to see your pregame speeches when they would be played uh, later after the fact, see how, how fired up you got everybody. What would be your message uh, pregame Uh, for Sunday night?
1: Well, you know, sometimes that that changed um, depending on who we were playing and when we were playing. Um, But really, um, for me, looking at it, it would just be about us and what we were doing and what we were there to accomplish and not about uh, who we were playing, where we were playing, what time, kind of a nameless, faceless opponent deal. Um, And really just continue to be who they are. I mean, you can tell that those guys love being together. They love competing and playing together. Uh, they're a real team, um, and just continue to, to continue to perform at the standard that they've set and enjoy being with each other and go out and just lay it on the line. Um, it's really hard to just clue in exactly what the, what the message would be without being there day to day, but I'm sure it'll be something like that. In perfect timing.
0: You have a student walking in behind you. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you giving us time before you have to be with your team. Um, I just, for the record, you're not teaching, are
1: you? You're just coaching. Uh, I'm uh, teaching at advanced calculus. No way. No, I'm not. No, I'm no okay. way. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually handling like all of our compliance stuff for our eligibility for our kids for the Louisiana Athletic Association. So uh, I handle all of that stuff and then coach football. So all right. uh, no, well, no well. advanced calculus yet. Good I'm luck glad recruiting. you were so quick to say no way. I appreciate that vote of confidence.
0: That was, uh, all right, so one super sarcastic guy to another, and somebody who was around you for many years, uh, I read that one uh, quicker than uh, Matt Milano. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good luck with everything, Kyle, and uh, good luck with your recruiting in Western New York. Hopefully, Rustin can land. Uh, land maybe. What What do we need? What do we need in Rustin? Uh, do we need uh, receivers or linemen? What do we need?
1: Uh, we, we, we just need some tough kids. We'll be all right. We got a pretty good group. Maybe 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 the Bills will get one of these kids I'm coaching now. That'd be a That'd be a great story. Kyle Williams, thanks for doing this.
0: All right, guys. Anytime. The financial needs of a business go beyond tax and attest services. That's why CTBK goes beyond accounting services and offers outsourced solutions through their affiliation with CFO Solutions Plus. These additional services allow clients to focus on their operational and long-term strategic goals. Trust CTBK's outsourced solutions to provide cost-effective, value-added financial services tailored to your company's needs. Call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400 or go to ctbk.com to learn more about ctbk's outsourced solutions.